My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sports Card Investor. I'm Jeff Wilson, and I am pumped up today. I just got back from the National, and that was a lot of fun. If you've never been to the National before, I really hope you get the opportunity to go next year. Next year, it's going to be in Atlantic City. Uh, it was a cool show. Just as far as the eye could see, tables of card dealers. And for somebody who's investing in sports cards like I am, it was the ultimate ground to go and seek out the investment cards that I wanted to buy, try to find great deals. And it takes work. You have to negotiate. You have to scope out dealers that are willing to negotiate and give you good deals. There's a lot of dealers there that just have things priced at you know stupid levels, um, and so you have to you know navigate through them, find the good dealers, find the dealers that want to negotiate, uh, who have the cards that you want to have. But it's kind of like a game, you know. It's kind of an adventure going to the national with certain players you're trying to find and working that show floor to find the best deal on the best cards you can for those players. It's a fun game to play. And if you haven't had the opportunity to go, try to get there next year. Uh, it was a great time. And today, I'm going to be talking about some of the players I bought at the National and telling you why I bought them, why I think certain players are good investment opportunities. Um, we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. But the other thing I'm really excited about is the amount of attention and positive feedback that this show has gotten so far. You know, this is, uh, I've only been doing this show for the last month. And I've been blown away with the number of people watching the show, subscribing to the show, giving me ratings, commenting. I read all of it. I really appreciate all of you doing that. You know, the last video that I produced got over a thousand views in a few days. That was awesome. Like that's motivating for me to do more videos like this. It shows me that there is a real hunger for people who want to talk about sports cards from an investment standpoint. And that's exactly what I thought when I started this show. I thought that, you know, there were some really good podcasts out there um, on uh, sports cards from like a, a hobby angle uh, or from a collector angle. But I felt like there wasn't a lot of really good stuff on sports cards as an investment. And that's what I wanted to look at. And uh, you guys have proven me right that, that there's a lot of interest in that topic. So I appreciate all the comments. Please continue to leave them. I really do uh, listen to your comments that you or you know read the comments you put on YouTube. Please subscribe to my channel. If you haven't subscribed to my channel yet on YouTube, please just hit the subscribe button. You can hit the little bell button next to the subscribe button and it will alert you, uh, give you a notification whenever I, I post a new episode. Um, on the podcast, if you could leave me a review on, on Apple Podcasts and subscribe that way, it helps me out. And I appreciate you guys doing that. It, it really makes a difference. So thank you. Thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Uh, so I wanted to talk about sports cards in investment categories. I think that there are five different investment categories or investment strategies when thinking about what types of sports cards you're going to invest in. And I, I use these categories to help guide me at the national. When I was going around the national and I was looking for specific players and specific types of cards, I had planned 
wanting to get certain cards from certain players in certain investment categories. And so I wanted to take this episode to tell you about what those investment categories are and about how they should apply to you when you're thinking about buying sports cards of any type uh, for investment purposes. So the first category of sports cards investment is what I would call the flipping category. So flipping is when you intend to buy a card and then try to resell it almost immediately. Like try to flip that thing within a couple of days or within a couple of weeks. This is a short term, hey, I think I found a really good deal. I'm gonna turn around and and sell that card off right away for a profit. Um, you know, at the national, there were opportunities to flip. And, you know, I saw a lot of people who were digging through the dollar bins at different booths at the national. I had a guy tell me that he found a $150 card in a dollar bin. Um, and then I had another guy tell me that he found a, a number of cards that were worth between like 20 and 30 bucks in dollar bins. And so that's kind of their game. They went around the national looking through all these dollar bins, trying to pull cards out that the dealers didn't quite realize you know, that they had the value that they had, or maybe honestly, in some cases, maybe they just ended up in those dollar bins by mistake. Um, but these, these, they were looking for those deals, hunting them out, pulling them out, buying them, and then they had the opportunity to immediately flip those cards for an instant profit. Um, another way you could do this is by looking on eBay to try to find deals that just happen to be outstanding deals in that very moment. And one of the people who listened to my show commented on YouTube the other day that they got a Lonzo Ball Silver Prism, which I'm buying a ton of these cards. If you watch my prior episodes, you know that I'm high on Lonzo Ball. I think he makes a good investment opportunity. So I'm buying a lot of his Silver Prism cards. And I've been typically paying 150 bucks um, you know, to 160 bucks for the silver prisms. That's what they've been going for the last uh, couple of months pretty consistently. Um, this guy found one the other day on eBay for 100 bucks. Someone put it up as a buy it now for 160 bucks. He made a $100 offer and they accepted the offer. And what a great deal he got. But that actually would be an immediate flip opportunity because if he wanted to put that exact card immediately back on eBay as an auction, uh, and make sure that the auction was ending at a good time, like a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. Those are good times typically to end auctions. Um, he could probably sell that thing off, you know, real quickly for 150, 160 bucks and make a quick 50 to 60 bucks on the flip. So that is a category. Flipping is one category of sports card investing. Now, that is not a category that I'm concentrating on very much. So uh, really none of the purchases that I made at the national I intended to flip right away. That, that's not my strategy. I'm looking for cards in some of the different categories. So let's talk about the next category. The next category is current season investing. Current season investing. So this category is when you're buying players before the season starts or in the early stages of the season with the thought that those players' cards are going to appreciate by the end of that season, and then you'll probably sell them at the end of that season. So for example, last year, the player in basketball to absolutely do this with would have been Kawhi Leonard. I mean, without a doubt, right? Kawhi Leonard's cards, as he tore through the playoffs, surprised everybody uh, with Toronto winning the championship, his card values went up and up and up. So if you got on Kawhi Leonard early in the season and you you saw that some of that could happen, 
then selling him right at the end of the season, that was a great current season investment for you. Um, on the football side, Patrick Mahomes, uh, same deal, right? He, he really impressed last year. Um, you know, you could even say Baker Mayfield in that category as well. Um, but these are guys you would buy at the beginning of the season because you have an idea for some, you have some data point that, that tells you that you think this particular season is going to be a really good season for those guys. Um, and of course, right now is the opportunity to do that for basketball or football. So at the national, that was one of the things that I was focused on. And, and a couple of the guys that I'm really zoomed in on right now, I'll show you some of these cards that I bought at the national here. Um, first of all, Ben Simmons. So I am zoomed in on Ben Simmons. I bought Ben Simmons, beautiful card, National Treasures, RPA. Uh, his, well, actually, well, it's funny, it's an RPA, but it's not actually, it has no patch and has no auto. So I guess it's not technically an RPA because Ben Simmons is one of the very few players who did not sign an autograph deal with Panini. So he doesn't actually do autos on any of these cards. So there actually is no rookie patched auto for Ben Simmons. So this National Treasures rookie card uh, is the closest we have to that um, in any of the Panini releases uh, in his you know, Sixers jersey. So beautiful card. Um, the reason why I am high on Ben Simmons is because the 76ers this year have a really good chance to win the championship. Um, and I, being a big believer in data, being a big believer in analytics, have been looking at things like Vegas odds and looking at 538's analysis of uh, the chances of the teams to win the championship this year. Uh, the 76ers are the favorite in the East. Uh, most of these, you know, most of these sources actually have them above the Bucks, and they've got a really good shot when they get to the finals. Um, so I'm betting on the 76ers having a really good playoff run this year. And if you think about it, last year, the 76ers were the team that played Toronto the closest. I mean, that went down to a game seven. It went down to the wire. It could have gone either direction. And had the 76ers beat Toronto at the end of game seven, the 76ers may have won the championship last year. Um, you know, it's probably a pretty safe bet that they would have, honestly. So I think the 76ers have a really good shot this year. And if that happens, then I would expect Ben Simmons cards to go up over the course of the season and over the course of the playoffs. And then I would be looking to flip his cards to sell them right at the end of the playoff run, which hopefully is resulting in a championship. So that is why I'm buying Ben Simmons cards. And one of the cool things about the national going to a huge card show like that is you have the opportunity, certain dealers have cards in bulk. And what I did here, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see these cards. In several cases, I bought, <laughs> I bought cards in bulk. So what I'm holding is, I think 12 uh, Ben Simmons Prism rookie cards. All of them are gem mint 10. Now these cards have been selling on eBay pretty consistently uh, for around 80 bucks. The last, uh, the last couple of months, they've been pretty consistent on eBay for around 80 bucks. And so I found a guy at the National who had a ton of these. And that's a cool thing because if you're shopping on eBay, most of the time you're buying one-offs. You know, I'm, oh, I'm buying this one card from this one person. So if you want to try to invest in a particular player, it takes some work. It's hard, you know, you, you don't, there's very few people on eBay that are selling big lots of graded rookie cards of the same player. You'll occasionally see it, but it's not super common. But at the National, there were a lot of people that had invested heavily in particular players and had a lot of their cards, like these Ben Simmons cards. So if you buy in bulk, 
you're able to get a better deal. And so I was able to pick up these cards because I bought 12 of them. I bought them for 65 bucks each. So I know right now, I mean, I could, if I wanted to flip these cards, put them on eBay, sell them for 80 bucks each. Now, of course, once I get hit with eBay fees, you know, it's not a flip that is really worthwhile for me to do. Um, and that's not the reason why I bought these cards. I bought these cards because I'm holding them for this season because I think Ben Simmons gives a good opportunity to appreciate by the end of this season because of the fact that the, you know, I think the 76ers have a really good shot, shot at the championship. Um, being able to buy them in bulk like that at the national was just very efficient. And I was able to get a good price, a better price than I'd ever be able to get on eBay and be able to buy a lot of those cards all at one time. So that was a really, really nice way to do it. And as you'll, you'll see, as I go through here, I did this with several different players. I bought big bulk collections like that and negotiated for good deals when I bought bulk collections. Um, another player that is probably a season type of investment, a single season type of investment is Anthony Davis. And I also bought a few different Anthony Davis Prism rookie cards, um, Gem Mint 10, ended up buying, I think, three of those and got, you know, a, a little bit of a bulk price by doing it that way. You know, Anthony Davis, his cards have shot up tremendously since he, uh, you know, went to LA and paired with LeBron. So there's perhaps not nearly as much value in him as there would have been uh, if you had gotten on him before he got traded to LA. At that point, gosh, his cards his cards went up a lot, right, when he got traded to LA. So that it would have been really nice to get on him before that. But you know, LA has a pretty decent chance. They've got Vegas, you know, considers them one of the absolute favorites to make the uh, finals. And so if him and LeBron do really well and LA lives up to its potential this year, which it didn't do last year, um, you know, the Lakers uh, could become a big media story again, get a ton of attention and Anthony Davis's card prices are going to result. So that is another player that I'm looking at for this season and saying, you know, what can he do by the end of the season and what kind of appreciation can we see on his cards? The third category of cards that you should think about investing in are what is what I call key moment investing. So this is when you are buying a player right before something might happen with that player that could in a moment cause their cards to go up a lot. And what we saw this summer was that key moment for a lot of players was free agency. Um, you know, I just mentioned Anthony Davis. His cards were trading for less than a hundred bucks. These uh, these uh, Prism, uh, you know, rookies. And the moment he got traded to LA, those cards shot up to two hundred and fifty dollars plus. So that was a key moment, right? And so if you had gotten on Anthony Davis's cards right before he hit free agency, um, you could have seen overnight appreciation from a key moment like that. So one of the players, you know, this next free agent class, unfortunately for the NBA, is not a um, particularly strong free agent class. I think the best free agent in this next year's free agent class is probably Draymond Green, but he's already on Golden State. You know, he's already on a big team. So, you know, him switching to another team, you're probably not going to see the same type of appreciation that you saw with like Anthony Davis going from a really small market team to a really big market team. Um, so I'm not high on any of the free agents in next year's NBA free agent class, but who I am high on is Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal is probably going to get traded. He's not a free agent next year, but he's a free agent the year after that. So, you know, two years from now, he's going to be a free agent. I don't think he's going to stay with Washington. He's a really, really good player. 
in a really small market where he gets very little attention and he's on a team that unfortunately is not a very good team anymore. John Wall is not going to be there this year and that team is going to continue to suffer. Um, I think he's going to want to go to a contender. I think he's going to want to go to probably a big media market. And uh, he could very well get traded. Um, you know, Washington could trade him in the next year, not wanting him to just leave as a free agent the year after. The moment that happens, the moment he gets traded or potentially leaves as a free agent after, you know, in two years, he's probably going to see his card prices surge just the same way Anthony Davis did. So Bradley Beal is a guy I would be thinking about in the category of key moments investing. Um, the fourth category, and this is the category where I am putting most of my investment, um, most of my focus. This is in this is the category of what I call career progression investing. So career progression investing is when you invest in a player who's relatively early in their career and you're holding them for maybe a three to seven year term when you think that their career is really going to be on the upswing for the next three to seven years, they're going to be on a really good trajectory and that there will be opportunity, you know, they're going to turn into a star and there's going to be opportunity to sell them in three to seven years for a lot of appreciation. So this is where I'm doing a lot of my investing. And this is where I did most of my investing at the national show to show you some of the guys that I am really focused on in this area. So first of all, some from a value perspective, D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell has bounced around a bit. Um, he's lost maybe a little bit of the of the shine on his star, but he also, I believe, makes a good value investment right now, just the same way that I believe Lonzo Ball uh, makes a good value invest investment for a very similar reason. Of course, now he's in a situation where he actually can make a really big impact. We'll see if he uh, stays with Golden State or if he goes to another team. I'm not quite sure, but if he stays with Golden State, there's a lot of impact potential there. Um, and so I bought several D'Angelo Russell rookie cards, uh, silver prisms, and other various cards at the National. Um, he's a player I like. Um, Jamal Murray. I feel Jamal Murray of Denver is another good value player. Denver is really high on this guy. They are um, they are assuming he's going to be like the next Kobe Bryant. And um, you know, analytics are high on this guy as well. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in 538's analytics and they think, 538 thinks Jamal Murray's a great player, great career tra 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 trajectory. The data shows he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of great, you know, career ahead of him. So I'm high on Jamal Murray. So I bought, I bought um, one of his cards. Some of these cards, by the way, if you're watching YouTube, you'll see as I show you some of these cards, they have price tags on them. These are not the prices I paid. These are the prices that were at the dealer booth. And as I said earlier in the show, negotiating is something really important to do. So in a lot of cases, I don't um, I don't actually remember exactly what I got this card for, but in a lot of cases, I got cards for a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks less than you know what they're what they're listed for. In fact, I'll show you another player. Um, let me see if I have his card up here, Jason Tatum. So Jason Tatum's a little bit more, probably less of a value play. A little bit more of a, a little bit more, you know, perhaps of a of a higher name guy. But like for example, um, four hundred fifty bucks for a rookie ticket, uh, number to one twenty five BGS nine point five, and I think I got this one for like three fifty three seventy five. If I remember, I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the exact list. But all of the cards that I got, I was able to you know negotiate. Uh, down quite a bit on various players. Another value player that I'm I'm pretty high on, um, 
who I don't think is getting nearly enough attention is uh, John Collins. Um, John Collins is on the Hawks and you know that right there. Uh, sadly, the Hawks, you know, the Hawks are my my hometown team. Uh, so I love, <laughs> I like the Hawks, but uh, the Hawks have not been very good. And the Hawks also do not get a lot of national media attention. So John Collins has been a bit under the radar, but the data on John Collins is really good. If you look at advanced analytics on John Collins, if you look at 538s, career projections on John Collins. John Collins has a lot of opportunity ahead of him to go on and be a really good player. Um, And you always have this factor too. Is he going to stay in Atlanta when his contract expires? He's still got a couple of years, maybe maybe two or three years left on his contract. But at some point in time, if Atlanta doesn't get a lot better, he's going to be thinking to himself, do I need to move to a big market team? And if he does that, that right there is one of those you know key moments that could really catalyze his card prices, cause them to go up a lot. So John Collins' cards are pretty inexpensive right now compared to a lot of his peers. Uh, he's certainly well below other folks in his uh, draft class like Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. Um, and so I think John Collins represents a pretty good value opportunity. Um, and I'm you know I was buying up John John Collins you know cards at the National as a result uh, of that. Um, another guy I'm pretty high on in, in this year's draft class, uh, or in this past year's draft class, Darren Fox, great player. Um, and his car prices, you know, I don't know that they're a tremendous value. Um, you know, they've, he's definitely, his car prices have definitely been, um, on the high side. This, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, I bought this beautiful, uh, number to eight, uh, prism card, red shimmer, uh, and it's a PSA 10. It, I haven't checked the population count on it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a population one card. Um, I'm really excited about getting that card. Felt like I got that um, at a really good price as well, which I was really stoked about that. So I know I've been talking a lot about basketball cards, but these categories apply not just to basketball. They also apply to baseball. They also apply to football. And to give you an example of a football player who I bought while I was at the national in the career progression investing category, that would be that would be Ryan Finley. Uh, if you watched my uh, episode um, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about what rookie quarterbacks might make a good investment, and I suggested that Ryan Finley is an under the radar player whose rookie cards are not very valued, and I feel like he could make a really good um, investment uh, because I looked at some data which showed that Ryan Finley actually has a really good chance of NFL success. And he's in a really good situation. Ryan Finley went to the Bengals, and the Bengals quarterbacks are not overwhelming. I, you know, Andy Dalton, you know, fans are always kind of, you know, a little iffy on him. So there's an opportunity that Ryan Finley could could get some playing time in the next few years. And here's what's really cool. I bought this. Um, I was really happy with this card I bought at the National. It is a one of one college ticket t- ticket contenders optic. One of one college ticket contenders optic signed by Ryan Finley. Um, the dealer was asking 300 bucks for it. I think I ended up getting it for 200 bucks as part of a kind of a part of a bulk buy. Now, you know, at the moment, Ryan Finley, uh, it, he's not a, you know, he's not a starting quarterback. He wasn't one of the top players drafted. I think he was drafted in the fourth round. So, you know, you might say like, well, you know, 200 bucks for a Ryan Finley card. Like, why do you want to spend 200 bucks on a Ryan Finley card? But here's the thing. This is a, this is a, a one of one. This is a, you know, a, from contenders optic. If Ryan Finley becomes the starting quarterback of the Bengals someday, this, this card is going to go up 10x. Easy. 
10x if he's the starting quarterback of the Bengals, probably more than that. Um, you know, could go up 20x by him simply becoming the starting quarterback of the Bengals. If Ryan Finley actually becomes a pro bowler someday, and you know, that's a big if, but if he actually becomes like a really good NFL quarterback, this thing could go up 50x or 100x easily. So the way that I thought about it is this is a really unique card. It's a one of one. Uh, you know, people like contenders uh, in football. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of you know good football cards are are contenders. What do I have to lose? Two hundred bucks, right? The guy doesn't pan out. He's a bust. I've lost two hundred bucks. Not that I want to lose two hundred bucks, but the fact that the upside could be twenty thousand dollars or more if the guy has a really outstanding career. I think it's a pretty good two hundred dollar bet to be holding something that could potentially turn into $20,000 if the guy's career goes the way that he hopes it will, right? So that's why I like that card in particular. And that is another example of career progression investing. Final category of cards, uh, for, you know, final category of cards from an investment standpoint is your long-term appreciation investing. And this, these are your guys who are stable and proven and are going on to Hall of Fame careers, or in some cases, maybe they're already retired and they are Hall of Famers, right? So, uh, you know, one guy who certainly fits in that category, you know, who's kind of entered that category, I guess you, you could say maybe uh, over the last season or two is, is Giannis. Um, you know, I think Giannis has really entered that category of being stable and proven and really a long-term investment potential. I bought a ton of Giannis cards, again, in bulk, PSA 10s, um, you know, negotiated down on price um, to get, you know, to get a lot of really nice uh, cards in bulk to try to get really good deals. <laughs> and then I'll show this to you. The, um, the card that I bought that was the most expensive card that I bought, uh, it's actually the most expensive card I currently own now uh, at the National. I really wanted to get an MJ rookie and I got a beautiful Michael Jordan rookie it is a BGS 9.5 Michael Jordan rookie with really, really high subgrades. The subgrades are 9.5, 9.5, 9.5, and 10. It is a beautiful Michael Jordan rookie card. Um, got that, picked that up at the National. Normally, the cards that I buy, in fact, all of the other cards that I have bought are of current players, but holding a little MJ in your portfolio is never a bad thing to do. In fact, it helps you diversify. And one thing that I wanted to, to say here before wrapping up this episode is the five different categories of cards that I told you about. Flipping, current season investing, key moment investing, career progression investing, and long-term appreciation investing. If you buy players in all five categories, you're doing a good job of diversifying your asset mix. And if you know anything about the world of investment in stocks and bonds and mutual funds, investment advisors will tell you that you should always diversify your asset your your assets. You know, you should never put all of your money into one particular stock or even into a series of stocks or a series of mutual funds that are all of the same type. You're better off, you know, diversifying and going into some funds that are are longer term and more stable companies and some funds that are your higher growth but more risky, you know, tech companies or, you know, biomedical companies or whatever they may be. 
And sports cards, really, you should treat the same way. And that's why these categories are important. If you if you put a little bit into flipping, if that's if that's for you, that's not for me, but you could put a little bit into flipping to get your short-term gain. You could put some into your current season investing guys who you think you'll sell at the end of this year. You could put some into that key moment investing category. Guys, you're gonna hold for a bit because you think that a moment will come when those cards will go up quickly. Put some into your career progression investing. That's the guys who I showed you several of who are young in their career, who you think have a very promising career ahead of them and will appreciate as a result. And then finally, put some into that long-term appreciation investing. That's your Michael Jordans. That's your players who are you know, really, really proven out and either are retired in the case of Jordan or are guys who are currently playing that are Hall of Famers like your Giannis's or, or you know, maybe a James Harden, you know, that type of player, Kevin Durant, who um, is stable, proven, their cards are always going to have a lot of value. Those guys are not going to show the same appreciation that uh, so you could potentially get off some of the other players, some of the younger players. They could appreciate a lot more over the next few years than maybe Michael Jordan's rookie might or maybe you know like a Kevin Durant rookie may. Um, but those the you know the the category of the long-term appreciation investing, the Jordans, the Durants, et cetera, that's going to be a more stable, category. So it's not going to have the ups and downs. It's probably going to provide just kind of consistent long-term gains every year. So just like if you're investing in stocks, it's good to have some money in, you know, longer term safe bets. This would be, you know, your Jordan rookie is going to be your, your sports card equivalent to doing that. So anyway, I enjoyed sharing with you. Uh, some of uh, you know what I bought at the national and the strategy that went behind the categories of cards that I was buying and how I how I diversified. Would love to hear your feedback. Would love to hear your comments uh, on YouTube or uh, feel free to hit me up on my blog on Twitter. I'm at SportsCardINV on Twitter. So feel free to hit me up there as well or on Instagram. So thanks a lot for watching this episode of Sports Card Investor. I'm working on some really, really cool stuff for the next episode. Um, it's gonna be focused on football and it's gonna be focused on this upcoming football season and it's gonna be focused on how you can use fantasy football projections to perhaps uh, predict players who, who may see card price appreciation over the course of the season. So we're going to tackle that this next episode, a lot of data going into that. Uh, so I'm excited to share that with you in the days ahead. Until then, thanks and have a great day.